All right, welcome to the Undercut, episode one. We're going to talk about the French GP. Your thoughts, Nick? Uh, should we start out with hot takes? Uh, hot takes. Uh, Leclerc is a madman, and Ferrari is in shambles right now. Want to hear a funny one that I read today? What's that? Let me know what you think about this. Uh, Max Verstappen has more wins with Leclerc on the pole than... Leclerc has from pole. I actually did hear that. That's that's insane. So Max wins more often on Leclerc's pole than Leclerc wins on his own pole. Yes, that's insane. And I think that maybe Ferrari's strategy is to blame. I mean, we can point fingers. I mean, that's one thing we can talk about. I mean, I think it's. I honestly think it's a hundred percent on Ferrari's strategy. They showed it again in the this last race. I mean, I mean, dude, it was like lap. 41 or 42, I think. Carlos was battling for third place. He passed uh, George Russell for into podium position. And during during his overtake, too, the Ferrari radio came on and told him to pit during the overtake, which was wild. They clearly weren't watching the race at the same time, which is insane. And then after he made the overtake, they just told him to box right away and they put him into ninth. And I wasn't the only one that was shook by that. I mean, all the announcers ever, Martin Brunel was, he didn't know what to say. And it's just, it shows again that Ferrari is just clearly, their strategy is all over the world. And it was, I think their plan was plan D. So they don't, they don't know what they're doing. So I guess that actually brings up something we could talk about. Uh, the team radio has been crazy at Ferrari. Um, making calls like during an overtake, like you mentioned. And, uh, that's kind of something that's kind of interesting to me. Um, a little, a little about my background. I'm a commercial pilot, and uh, if air traffic control is trying to contact you during a critical phase of flight, like that's a big deal. Um, yeah, that's, that's not, not supposed not, to happen. It's definitely not a time you need to be getting getting like notes from your pit wall. Yeah, exactly. It's the same thing. So I, I mean, I, I was just saying that you know, kind of sympathize with that, like. That would piss me the fuck off. Yeah, he didn't. He he didn't really. The only reaction he had to was just not now, not now, not now. He didn't like <laughs> respond to the question or anything like that. He just that's all he did. Not now. And it just resulted in another Ferrari catastrophe this weekend. It was just I don't know what they're gonna do honestly because they got a fast car, but they're all well, over, the, over the map. They were they qualified one. They're practicing number one is wild. Also, I mean, they're tearing up engines. Yeah, they're they're not the only team too. All the Ferrari powertrains all over this all over the map are tearing up. <laughs> I mean, Ferrari took. Uh, well, let's talk about the Ferrari. Um, and Sean, maybe you'll be able to pull up the stats on this. I'm not positive. Um, the Ferrari uh, powered cars that took a grid penalty this weekend and last weekend. Ooh, yeah, grid penalties for this weekend. Um, I know there. Let me see. Let me see if I can look it up while we're talking. Um, we know Carlos for sure. Yep, Carlos at the plane here. Got it right here. Carlos Magnuson, uh, Carlos and, and K Mag. So those are the only two guys uh, with. That was Ferrari. this weekend. With yeah, that was this weekend though. So I mean, twenty or what is that? Five percent of the race just didn't start or had to start the back of the pack because Ferrari engines just they're all over the map. Well, they're getting good performance out of them. And this actually makes me think of uh, 2019, was it? When they were uh, bypassing that fuel control limiter. 
and they went out to Monza and like won by like three fucking laps. I mean, yeah, the cars got a lot of pace. Clearly, I mean, they're but it's the reliability that's the issue right now. Well, if we all know one thing, it's Italians and reliability are, are pretty well, uh, synonymous. Yeah, they're they go really good, right? Um, all, all of their cars are Alpha, Ferrari. They're all really good cars. So, uh, any more hot takes? Uh, we're gonna we're gonna have set aside a segment to talk about uh, Leclerc's crash in a minute. I got a, I got a hot take for you. George Russell's a bitch. <laughs> what did he do this time? In your dude, opinion, dude, every single time he has any sort of contact or any. I think racing incident. He's immediately on the radio. <laughs> he ran me straight off. Uh, he he turned into me every single time, even if it's his fault. Like, dude, especially like this weekend. Clear. Like he had the battle with who was it? Um, it wasn't Carlos at the end. It was Carlos at the end, but I can't remember who he had contact with. And immediately, it wasn't. It was clearly they. It was a racing incident. Honestly, no one turned into anyone. Someone just snuck in on the inside on him, and for the next, for the whole next lap, he was bitching on the radio to Toto that he his front tire passed the rear tire, and during an overtake, that's allowed, and he had the racing line, and even Toto was like, "Dude, shut up and keep racing." It's crazy how much he complains. Do you miss uh, Michael Massey as the race director? Because every time you say Toto, I think of Michael. Dude, I honestly do, <laughs> just because he was, I think he was more old school. He definitely let more stuff go. Like, that was a racing incident. And he, I don't know. He seemed more old school to me. He also wouldn't, though. At t- but another thing we have to remember is, is it's he was, not. Though, he was more consistent with penalties and stuff. They're, the start, At least with the start of this year, this race director's been all over the place with grid penalties and penalties. But we were dr- saying the same thing last year. And I think yeah. that a lot of Formula fan, 1 fans like uh forget that is that like last year there was issues with consistency and lap times being deleted and you know like like at, at the first race in uh Bahrain um where Mac, Max had been crossing that white line like 16 times yeah and then the finally time it was only enforced was when he overtake he overtook Hamilton have to give the place back um but I mean I understand that call honestly um, yeah, he gained a lasting advantage. I know a lot of fans had an issue with that, but I mean, I guess speaking into Michael Massey's consistency over the new race director, who, to be honest with you, I'm blanking on his fucking name right now. I got, I got no idea. Let me look him up. <laughs> Just give him a quick shout out that he sucks. Um, it is Niels Wittich. Niels Wittich isn't he? Amer- is he an American guy? That doesn't sound like an American name. No, he's um. I don't know where he's from. Somewhere that sucks, probably. Yeah, but shout out to that guy. Um, I just need consistency <laughs> from him, honestly. Uh, just during uh, not really qualifying. I think that's fine. He's been deleting lap times like crazy, but he's consistent with that. But just during the race with racing incidents and like small, like the penalty this week with an unsafe release in the pet, in the pit box, it was close. But I've been seeing the last 10 years in F1. I mean, that's how you make up ground. Like, your mechanic knows when to push you out. And they did I mean, they're pit limiters for a reason. Like, he couldn't have gone any faster and got rear-ended. So they knew they had enough time to squeeze him out. And it was close. But I don't think it was an unsafe release. Well, no, you've seen the part where it was an unsafe release is that mechanic almost got hit. Yeah, it's, yeah I mean. And he moved that tire out of the way, like, 
Yeah, I, dude, that was an unsafe release, bro. That that someone could have been hurt. And we have to realize too, like, oh yeah, we're talking about getting these cars out, but you've got a pit box with 200 people in it, and like safety's got to be the call there, man. Like you can't have someone get fucked up. I mean, who was that? Was that Ferrari again? Uh, it was. That was Carlos Sainz because he had a five-second uh, penalty. Yeah, that it was that, Carlos. That's why he pitted at the end of the race and fucked his podium away because he had the five-second penalty. That was Carlos. And I mean, honestly, yeah, it it was very close. It was on the edge, but that's just more Ferrari bullshit that's happening. <laughs> that's just another strategy <laughs> error. By so that's, that's the, the team that's committed to like make they want to do it the hard way every weekend. Yeah. <laughs> they're literally they seem like they're dominating every weekend and they struggle they just have bad thing after bad thing happen to them. it's just it's so funny honestly and it's it's, it's as, all as, bad as, things that are like as McLaren fans we thought this season was going to go rough for us watching Ferrari run away with it but this is kind of funny now <laughs> yeah I mean we can't hang with them but it's cool just to watch them destroy themselves yeah, we we can almost hang with them because they get like a top five in a race <laughs> and one DNF, and then we get like two top tens, maybe. So it's almost like points wise, pretty close, probably. <laughs> so I have a uh, I have a hot take to caveat off of your hot take. Bring it. How is it different if we're calling George Russell a bitch? How come Lando Norris is not a bitch? Dude, I don't hear him on the radio complaining. Dude, he complains a lot. Does he complain about, like, other drivers or, like, car conditions? He bitches about the car a lot. I'd say I – it's hard to I, – I don't know. It's hard to think those are the same because, like, George Russell is complaining. He thinks that he's the top dog. He thinks he's going to deserve every single call, like, fucking Tom Brady. He's going to think he's Tom Brady in the AFC Championship game, getting every call thrown his way. I mean, it's just not how it goes. And Lando is just bitching because the McLaren fucking sucks. And honestly – Kind of does this year. It was a lot better than last year, and I think with a better car, he would be top five drivers right now. Well, I mean, can anyone argue that Lando is not a uh, future world champion? I, I definitely won't. I mean, I give him five years for sure. I mean, I mean, you you put him in Lewis Hamilton's car last year. Yeah, he's and he's, he wins the world championship. He's competing. He's that with, good. Yeah, he, he would be competing with. Uh, with Lewis and Max last year, he'd be right there with him. It'd be a, it'd be a three horse race, no doubt. But I mean, going back to the French GP this week, I mean, fucking Max won again. He's got like a thirty-two point lead on the drivers' championship. Sixty-nine podiums, just in case anyone's wondering. Sad, love it. That's just a great number to end on. Just retired <laughs> Max. Sixty-nine podiums, dude. I'd call it perfect. But <laughs> I mean, dude, he's got a thirty-two point lead. Do you think I don't want to say the championship's locked up for him, but fuck, not I mean the way Ferrari's working, it's not. I mean they have to do a lot of stuff throughout. The, like, they have to be committed to not sucking for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean Leclerc definitely has got to stop choking. It's getting ridiculous, and honestly, Mattia needs to be fired. That dude, their team principal is so bad. <laughs> you don't like Mattia, dude? His dude. hair pisses me off, bro. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. Like I think that's why I hate him. Dude, he literally looks like a meme. It's <laughs> every time Ferrari loses, there's always the funny frog meme of him with the stupid hair. It's hilarious. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, I fucked up the strategy again." You should share the uh, the part about you liked about him with the fans. Dude, I mean, last year it was awesome. He refused to speak English last year. In all the interviews, he only spoke Italian, and it was hilarious because no one knew what he was talking about. 
even like even Michael Massey would ask him, like, can you speak English? Just do a little bit of English. And he would only speak Italian. And this year, I think he's been speaking some Italian, but a lot of a lot more English. And I think it's because Ferrari's sucking and they're in the news for sucking. So he can't get away with it. And also, I think that if he speaks more Italian, the Italian news will like comment more on it. And they don't want to like Italian news doesn't want to write Ferrari sucks. Ferrari sucks. Ferrari sucks. <laughs> you say Ferrari sucks, but aren't they third in the in the uh, constructors championship right now? I think they're behind Mercedes, right? No. We need to pull. We we need to do some better research. Pull up the uh, pull up the standings right now. I thought you know, it wasn't. Um, let me look real quick. I thought Mercedes was right there because George Russell's had like he top finished the top five almost every race. Like Loki just sneaks in every single time, which is crazy. It's because nobody wants to talk about Mercedes this year. That was my other hot take. Is uh Mercedes return to dominance is imminent. Uh, so yeah, Ferrari is in second. Uh, behind Red Bull, and then Mercedes is third. So yeah, there. But Mercedes is only forty-four points behind. So another fuck up by Ferrari. Mercedes will be right there again. And those are the only three horses in the race. Or it takes you know a Mercedes one and two, which which is possible now. Like every single race, they're getting better. They're dialing the car in. The, the porpoising. I mean, granted that uh, Paul Ricard is a pretty smooth track, but the porpoising seems like it's gotten more under control than. Yeah, yeah it definitely seems under control for. For pretty much every team now, I haven't we haven't heard about porpoising in a couple weeks. Uh, Mercedes it still does sometimes, but it's it's not like it used to be. That thing looked like the beginning of we saw it in Austria. It looked undrivable. Yeah, dude, I think Lewis he went to like a back specialist afterwards. He crawled out of the car looking like a cripple. It was insane. And I mean, you you just can't write you can't write Mercedes off. Yeah, you never you know. Can. With the, the money that team has, they have debatably the greatest driver in the world. The greatest driver who's ever driven a car. Yeah, honestly, they do. And, it's, yeah, there's no honestly, there's no really debating that right now. He's probably the most talented. And he has the most wins, uh, like race wins and championships, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I don't want to say it, but George Russell's got some talent, too, so. Yeah, despite being a bitch. Yeah, despite complaining about everything. I miss Valtteri, dude. Yeah, me too, dude. Is he? What's he, I wonder what he's up to right now. <laughs> probably driving for Elver Mail. Yeah, he's probably racing like GP or like GT cars or something. Valtteri? Yeah, Valtteri. He still races an F1, dog. No, Valtteri boat. Oh yeah, no, yeah, he's Alpha. I was thinking. I was, <laughs> we'll uh, edit that part out. We'll edit that yeah, part I, out. Yeah, I was, no, I was thinking, no, no, we don't need to edit anything. We're here for this is a real podcast. We don't need to edit. <laughs> no, we should probably edit that out. I was thinking of Kimi Räikkönen. I think, yeah, I was thinking of Kimi Räikkönen, the other Finn. The other Finn, the other yeah, Finn. That's, I just blocked it out. I just had finished in my mind. Can you imagine oh. if, for some alternate universe, uh, Kimi Räikkönen stayed and they had Räikkönen and Botas on the same team? That would have been amazing. <laughs> Dude, the, the radio call, the team radios with that would be unbelievable. <laughs> Dude, speaking of team radio, here, let's do a, I'm going to do a, we're going to do a quick pause and I'll try to add in the uh, team radio for Ferrari after Leclerc crashed because it was an unbelievably, it was ob- objectively hilarious after he crashed. It was obje- objectively the best radio call we've heard in our time watching F1. Uh, honestly, a lot, I've never heard Top a five. Fun, I've never heard a funnier and more relatable F1. <laughs> call, so no, I think, I think, I think still has the running uh, from last year with the French Grand Prix 
uh, Valtteri Botas when he said, to whom it may concern, fuck off. Yeah, dude, I, it's the French GP. Always the funny shit happens there. <laughs> so here, let's pause real quick, and we'll All listen right. to the funny-ass radio call from Claire. Cool. I think I can edit it in there. Boom. And that's just an unbelievably funny call. The shriek at the end from him was hilarious. Enzo rolled over in his grave for sure. That was just the ultimate frustration coming out, and he had nothing else to say except scream. <laughs> Can you hear me taking a piss live? No, definitely not. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> no, no, you're not taking a piss. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, so, going back to the race, uh, the only other things that really happened, it was just a max one, as usual, and then McLaren or Mercedes just snuck into two and three somehow. And they're definitely figuring their shit out. Um, honestly, there did anything else happen? Did you notice anything else during the race? Uh, I mean, yeah, a lot happened that race. But I'm kind of over my, my hot takes at the moment. Um. What else do we got to talk about? Um, so, um, what's that? What did Pierre Gasly do? Um, didn't he have contact with someone? Or was that... Um, I was believe that he uh, had contact with Zoo, didn't he? He might... I think... It might have been Yuki, though. Yeah, I think you're right. I think that was Yuki. Yeah, Yuki spun. Yeah, he had contact with him. And... Yes. Yeah, yeah, because Yuki was out of the race on, like, lap 16 or 17, I think. We we just you know we, I feel like we gotta mention the uh, the home drivers of each race. Yeah yeah that's a good point it's that's nice of you. I'm sure they would appreciate it. Shout out to Pierre Eric Gasly if you want to come on the pod that'd be awesome Pierre. So if you're here if you're listening to that give us a shout. Uh, Pierre uh, follow us on OnlyFans. <laughs> on Instagram I think you said. <laughs> but um. I don't think Pierre actually did anything. He wasn't really battling. I think he had. I think he finished out of the points though. Uh, Esteban Ocon, other French, French. Driver, French car. Uh, I think he did better than him. Let's see. Yeah, pull up. I think he. I think he scored points. Oh shit! Pierre Gasly finished fifth in this race. Oh shit! <laughs> we should have done a little more research before I brought up that segment. <laughs> oh, that was a lot. That was from last week. My ESPN was lagging. Ocon got 8th, and Gasly was 12th. Yeah, I thought he was in the bottom. Yeah, okay. So, two points for uh, Ocon? Uh, Ocon got... Three points. Three points, yeah. Nice, nice. Good job. Good job to bring some some points home in a French car with a French driver. Yeah, it's pretty dope, actually. Uh, Fernando, how did he do? Uh, Fernando, he finished 6th. That was actually awesome. He had a really good start to the race. He was in, like, 4th, right behind Hamilton, right at the start of the race. He kind of held there for a little bit. So, uh, double points for the French cars. Nice. Yeah, buddy. Um, now go uh, have a revolution. Do, do your thing. <laughs> they'll do something. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, what else to talk about? Let's see. Uh, we can do we can do uh, some predictions for next week and uh, what we think is going to happen with Ferrari. See if they're going to get their shit together or or what. Um. So predictions. I predict 
We're in we're in Budapest, by the way, for next week. Budapest is okay, an is awesome track. Garo ring. Yep. Um, um, awesome. We should do three predictions, and then at the end of at the beginning of next week, we see if our predictions came true. I think it's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. So, well, first of all, the Hungary ring last year was the most shocking finish of the year. Esteban Ocon won that one out of the cloud. The most shocking first lap of all, yeah. with yeah. half the field collides into each other. Absolutely insane. So, pretty much all of our predictions, I'm going to say <laughs> there's no way they're going to be right, but any, anything could happen. I could say I could say Mick Schumacher is going to win, and shit, it might go through. <laughs> Mick Schumacher was in the points? No, nah, I think no, he finished just outside. He finished 15th. Oh, man, I need to do my research better before next race. Yeah, he had, he had his first points finished uh, last weekend, or last race, though, which was awesome. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh, so go ahead, start with your three predictions, Sean. If not, I can uh, throw some in there. What, you, what were the predictions for which? For next for the Hungaro ring. Um, so my three predictions uh, for what, like qualifying race and what else? No, just whatever you want. You say whatever you want. All right, so I'm thinking qualifying. It's got to be. It's got to be Max. He's gonna qual. He's gonna outqualify everyone. Um, mm. hot take. I'm thinking. I'm thinking Lando Norris is gonna get a, pod- a podium. Oh wow, big. And. Big. Race winner is going to be Lewis Hamilton. Lewis with the dub? I think Mercedes is getting their shit together, getting better every race. And I honestly think it's going to be a Max is going to be on pole. It's going to be behind Lewis and George Russell. I think they're both going to qualify unreal. Okay. Okay. All right. So I those, those are some ballsy ones. Um, so you're, think, you're thinking that it's going to finish... Lewis versus Yeah, Lewis, Max, Lando. Wow. So you think Lando's going to take down Russell? Give it to me, baby. I wonder what the odds are on that. It's got to be like plus 10,000. <laughs> Give it to me. All right, I'll make mine. Mine are probably a little more conservative. Uh, right. Danny Ricardo uh, makes it into Q3. Oh, he needs to. Fuck. I think he will. I think he will at the Hungaro ring. Fuck, it needs to. Um, I'm thinking Red Bull one and two for qualifying. No, for the win. For the race. Red Bull one two with a Mercedes on the podium. Ooh, which one? I'm gonna have to go with my 44, man. Gotta give it to him. He's the goat. He's. I mean, yeah, yeah. If the <laughs> if the car is competitive, he's he's got to be faster than George Russell. Yeah. So, so, I think I, like, re- I, I, just think, I think the first lap is going to be chaos again. I think that's what I think. Land, I think Land, like McLaren's going to qualify around eighth again, hopefully. And I think there's going to be some chaos that's going to start that race, and he's going to sneak up there. He can hold a position if he has to. So, yeah, that, I mean the the McLaren's still hard a hard car to overtake. A hundred percent. Yeah, they're fast in the corners. They're just a little down power in the straights. And honestly, if he, if he's within if he's not leading, he won't have. He'll have DRS, I think. So he'll be able to hold the place. And then, uh, well, I don't. I don't know if he'll have DRS because I don't know if he'll be able to hang with the Mercedes and the Red Bulls. Definitely not the Red Bull, but 
What do you think? What do you think is going to happen with Ferrari? Do you think they're going to figure it out, or do you think they're going to have another DNF or or struggles? Um, I'm going to go with a fourth prediction that neither Ferrari finishes. Oh shit! Finishes in the top <laughs> ten or finishes? <laughs> I'll go finishes. <laughs> finishes. <laughs> oh jeez! Oh my god! They're going to be fucking. They're going to be freaking, bro. <laughs> Dude, I bet that. I bet that Tomatia is fucking thinking right now he's like just finish the fucking race guys that's all <laughs> it's like they have the fastest car compounded by the worst strategy it, yeah but if any other team if if mercedes or red bull had their car it'd be they'd be leading the championship by a mile it's they've shot themselves in the foot more times than i can fucking count so any uh closing thoughts <laughs> you heard it here first neither ferrari finishes Neither for I oh yeah neither for is going to be even close to the top to the podium. I'm you, you, here first. Neither for finishes Lando podium. Dude, we're making that. <laughs> what? These are some hot takes on episode one, baby. <laughs> we'll back episode two after uh, Budapest to see if we're right. Listen, listen to our post race reaction to see how stupid we're. Um, but anything else for Budapest? Um. Um, gonna be Valtteri Bottas in the points. Oh, I love that. I need definitely. I think Mick's gonna be in the points too. He's gonna have a good race. Uh, what do you think Ocon follows up with after winning last year? Fourteenth. Fourteenth. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't think I. I don't think I don't think he's got. <laughs> Danny Rick, anything for him? Well, I already <laughs> gave him. I said he gets into Q three. Q three, right? I think he finishes top seven. That would fucking that would get him to keep his job at McLaren. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just work hard enough to not get fired, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah. He's got he's got a couple more races to do that. So, <laughs> otherwise, he's gonna be racing for Australian GP next year. <laughs> Or a uh, IndyCar. <laughs> Shit, that, oh yeah, definitely that. <laughs> um, fuck. Uh, well, the race is on Sunday, the thirty-first. So we will hopefully get a podcast in a couple days after that. We have uh, about a month off for the next race after that. So we got the Hungarian or the Hungarian on July thirty-first, and then the next race is in the Belgian race till August twenty-eighth. So we got a little bit of time in between those two, a little bit of season break time. Um, yeah, so. that should be interesting um, because that is a summer break. We yeah. may we may want to have to do we will we'll talk about it and workshop it, but uh, we may do a summer break like quick episode just to kind of maybe like talk about some developments, some changes to the cars. Yeah, um, we need to do that and like season standings where all the drivers are at, where the constructors championship is at. Um, yeah, I think that's a good time. Summer break should be a good time to, to do a little quick season recap for everyone. Yeah. Figure out where we are and try to figure out where we're, where we're going for the future. We're hopefully going to get our shit together a little bit more. Hopefully you guys stuck with us a little bit through this first pod. Uh, hopefully it wasn't too rough. Um, we kind of got into, we definitely got in a groove after a little bit. First five minutes, I might've struggled a little bit too. <laughs> we'll dish, dishing out and. Trying to stay on topic. Not as easy as I thought, but we're we're getting through it, right, bud? Yeah, we're doing that. I think uh I think we did pretty good. Definitely. 
I think if any real F1 fans listen to it, they'll understand that this is uh, this is the diehard podcast. And if you want real F1 news, real F1 uh, thoughts and hot takes, you're going to get it here at The Undercut. Um, and then uh, just a quick shout out to our uh, our sponsors today, uh, Vuz Alto Vape Pods. <laughs> yes, definitely. We're going to sponsor the Vape Pods. Definitely <laughs> full-time subscription for them for, for both of us. <laughs> also, they sponsor McLaren, so you got your McLaren if colored if, uh, vape. If we get that sponsorship, we can get Lando on the pod. <laughs> so follow us for more. Follow us for all the updates and for every pod. Hey, maybe we could have Daniel Ricardo full time on the pod if McLaren fires him. Dude, if they fire him, he'll definitely he'll probably take the job. <laughs> I think he would. I mean, he might be. Yeah. <laughs> we could use him. <laughs> I feel like a three-person pod with Danny Ricardo might pick up a little bit more speed. <laughs> well, I'll shoot him. I'll shoot him a DM. We'll we'll get things going. <laughs> so follow if you want to follow us on Instagram. It's uh, Mile High Parlay on Instagram. So we're the hosts of the Undercut this podcast. We're gonna be doing it um, for the foreseeable future. We're gonna fucking get this thing rolling. Um. Anything else you got to add? No, I think that's it. I just want to do one quick shout out. Uh, we're both Denver boys, fucking huge Denver sports fans. And this podcast may go off the rails every once in a while when something cool happens. And fucking Colorado Avalanche, baby, won the Stanley Cup. What'd you guys say about that, Nick? It's first time in 22 years. Fuck yeah, it is. Yeah, it was a big one. Boys uh, got be honest with me, Sean. Did What's you up? cry? Uh, I definitely teared up when EJ got the cup. My eyes definitely welled, welled up a little bit. I was like, that's the fucking moment I've been thinking about for 15 years with those guys. I welled up pretty hard. And, uh, also, like, I cried, I, I cried uh, a speech during a parade. <laughs> You're getting only because he fucking cried. I mean, he was <laughs> drunk and he was like, I'm not going to do this. These are crying like, fuck you, man. That's not what you're supposed to do. It's a parade. <laughs> but yeah, definitely. We're going to be shouting out some kind of sports shit. A lot of cool stuff's happening here too. But we're going to be your main uh, feed for Formula One. Uh, so follow us for more. And we'll be back after, what is it, Budapest? Budapest, baby. Let's go. All right, bud. Well, I'll uh, we'll sign off now. And... It's about right at 30 minutes. That's a pretty solid first podcast. Uh, like the pod, follow us for more, and that's going to do it. All right. See you. Peace. Stop recording.